Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. I think this is our I mean, one of our few podcasts that we're all back in Brizzy together. So welcome back and, and g'day YouTube. We're, we're finally getting some video up and, up and running. You can put some faces to the names. I'm here with Cal Mack. We're repping the... Uh, Let's do it. The Miami Heat jersey. Miami Heat. i got to rep Miami Heat. Um, <laughs> I'm on their bandwagon. I'm going to maintain being on their bandwagon for... But we'll see how long. As long as, as, long as Jimmy's there. That's yeah. when he gets traded. Maybe I'll move on. There you go. There you go. And I'm also here with Mike. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. We're getting up to your championship, the NBA draft. Fast approaching. Well, yeah, except for the eighth pick. There's not much to be excited about. Hey, hey, you never know. You never know. As we see in some of this, these redraft leagues, some of these players and fall a lot later than eight. So who knows? Maybe, That's true. Maybe this year it's the eighth pick that should have been the number one pick. So you never know. You lose optimism as the years go by. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. As long as they don't draft someone like Christoph Kuzingas and trade him later for mm. nothing and then use that cap space to sign three more car forwards. <laughs> That's the good stuff. We'll see how we go. So, well, today we're, um, we're doing something different. It's off-season. We're, um, we're doing all sorts of different stuff this off-season, but we're looking at, um, we're calling them the draft do-overs. We're giving these teams, these GMs, another chance. Um, you know, you look back at some NBA drafts and there's usually some poor decisions made, some some panic decisions, there's over half players and um, we're going to give them another chance. We, the ball boys, will be the GMs in their place and, and make the right decision to correct their, their pick and rewrite history in the NBA. So um, the way this will work, we're just going to go through, each going to select for the teams. Um, you'll We'll still go through the same order. We're assuming that there's no trades, so... Obviously, we're picking for the team that originally was supposed to have the pick, um, and we'll, we'll take into account the roster a little bit. But for most of these guys, they they were pretty shit, and that's why they're at the top of the draft anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll see how we go. Cal, um, did you want to just give us a little bit of a recap on? We're doing the 2011 draft, 2011. What what was um, the sort of start of this draft? How did it how did it go? Uh, I feel like if we want to give it a name, I guess we'll call it the Kawhi Leonard draft because. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's pretty, pretty clearly probably the best player in this draft. No spoilers. Um, but it's still pretty deep. You've got a lot of players, a lot of good in that mid-range um, in the lottery, and then also some pretty good role players as well. So yeah, just to maybe do some highlights, you had um, a few players like, let's break it down. You had an all-star in Vucevic. You had all-stars in Kemba Walker, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Um, Jimmy Butler, of course, is another all-star, and then Isaiah Thomas was actually the 60th pick in this draft. Well, see, which, that's um, that's what I that's what I remember. This this is the Isaiah Thomas draft. I've it thought. is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this was, this isn't the, the Kawhi Leonard draft. This is the Isaiah Thomas draft. It's pick 60. Like how many? Oh, absolute steal. How like, many, don't get me wrong. How um, many times has the pick 60 like actually turned into an NBA player? Let alone the like 30 point score in several seasons and yeah. multiple, multiple conference finals. Yeah. 
old yeah second team all NBA. All NBA. Yeah. Jeez, there so you it's go. It's a pretty reasonable risk, man. And the last pick in the first round was Jimmy Butler, which is also another big steal. Yeah. So the last pick in, in this draft for both rounds. Yeah. Were, uh, maybe that should be the name of the. I don't know how we can name it. But. Yeah. Well, so bottom line, it's a bit of a. It's a deep draft, better than some other drafts. We yeah. were hoping to do a few more of those, and I was looking back at this. There's been some ugly drafts, and, yeah. and um, so, but this one, we've got some talent on the board, so we'll see how we go. So um, now we're going to go uh, through order. Right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, are on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Cleveland did pick Kyrie Irving with this pick. It's not a bad pick. You know, he ended up eventually leading them to the championship, brought LeBron back in. But you know what, Cleveland? I'm going to do you one better. I'm, I'm going to give you Kawhi Leonard. you got to go Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to give you Kawhi, you Leonard. Go Kawhi Leonard. No question. It's, it's pretty easy. It's, yep. it's He's, you know, it, of the players that are playing currently today, you know, I think, I think in our top 15 podcast, you had him at number one, Cal. I had him at number yep. two or three. I can't really remember. But... He's right up there. He's one of the greatest players, top 30, uh, no, no question of all time, I would say. Um, great defender, has developed to an excellent offensive player. So I think this is an easy one. You know, you, who cares what they've got on their roster? He can play the two, he can play the three, whatever. He can compliment anyone, really. Like, yeah. He's done it all. He's multiple defensive player of the year accomplishments, two-time yeah. finals MVP, obviously two rings that go with that. So... Compared to the res- like that resume compared to some of the other players, I think it's um it's a pretty easy pick for Cleveland. Yep. Um, if you're looking in the future, oh maybe LeBron's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Ima- imagine that happened. Imagine Kawhi <laughs> LeBron. There's like a lot that- of we're going to do a few of these these draft overs, and, and Cleveland features a fair bit. And uh, I reckon if we stick some of these drafts in, they could have an incredible team. Yeah, so. dynasty. Yeah, so like I said, Kawhi, even just Kawhi LeBron, full stop, right there. Oh, that, how many rings would that be? That's ridiculous. That's at least two or three. Golden State right Hoop, like, that would have been the Cleveland <laughs> oh, dynasty for sure. Yeah, you're talking a lot of sliding door moments there. So, mm. no arguments from you, fellas? No, I think it's pretty straightforward pick. That's probably the only pick in this draft that you don't have any question of. But no. I would say, does he reach the highs he does today? Without the Spurs, that's a good. That's a good point. You know, he was drafted like the, to the, the Spurs. development of the Spurs. Yeah. Well, yep. his development as a player, mm-hmm. I think, was accelerated, and maybe even his ceiling was raised because he landed yep. at San Antonio. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. You're going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were a shit show after LeBron left. They had zero talent left on that team. All very bitter that LeBron's left. They're all burning jerseys, <laughs> you know, things like that. But and then you've got the Spurs, who are a model franchise for the. You know, at that point, the last 13 years, and they go on for the next seven years. Tim Duncan's still there, and Greg Popovich, of course. So, it's a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd have to think that Kawhi would still, you know, he still has the tools. He's still got those ginormous hands, and you know, the defensive instincts that he was drafted at 15 for. But mm-hmm. I think he, he would still develop at least into an All Star or an All NBA player. Um, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. safe pick. If you look at some of his points as well, I feel like the highlight of his career so far is that Toronto. Um, ring that he got, 100%. putting up putting up thirty points a game throughout the whole playoffs is pretty ridiculous. Not many not many players have done that before, so I'm um, huge feat to him. And obviously they won, so yeah, um, yeah, pretty. Um, he he also averaged over twenty five points for three seasons in the sixteen seventeen, and then the past two years as well. So and he's basically improved every single year he's been in the NBA until he had that injured season. Um, 
every single year, legitimately, every single year his points per game has increased. Mm. Um, outside of that one anomaly year where he played nine games, but um, that's incredible. Like every single year, and we're not talking about like two or three years here. This is this is deep into his um, career now. Nine years in to improve literally every single year is pretty incredible. So props to him. I think that's I think that's more him and, and like I said the Spurs might have helped but I think that internal drive he's got is, yeah. is yeah. always there also one of the rare defensive guys who's averaged um, two steals and one block a game for a season he did that that's pretty pretty impressive yeah one so, of the greatest wing defenders of all time yeah definitely. legitimately yeah, yeah so. easily, easily. alright here's where things get interesting um, the Minnesota Timberwolves are now on the clock Minnesota Ah. Uh, Right, and making this pick, we've got Callum McMullen. <laughs> what, it, what it's an exciting pick. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. All right. I feel like there's some, some pretty good contenders up there. I personally, just because I think he just brings so much value to a team, is Clay Thompson, who's I'm going to pick. Whoa. Number Whoa. two. Okay. Now, let, let me break it down for you a little bit. Here we go. I feel like, let, let's be honest, I feel like it's a debate between... Clay, Jimmy, and Kyrie. Yes. I didn't okay. really have Clay in the debate. You didn't have Clay in the debate, really, for no. number two? Really? That's interesting. And he's the Jimmy guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love on? Jimmy. I do love Jimmy. Um, but I feel like if you're starting a franchise, Clay Thompson is, is probably one of the best glue guys in history. Like, let's face it. Yeah. He can fit with anyone. And he plays defense. So he plays on both ends. He's, I feel like it's undeniable that he's the second best shooter of all time. Yeah. So you get that on your team. Can play with anyone. Um, the only downside is, and which can be an argument for maybe the Jimmy Butler and the Kyrie Irving, is um, can he really lead a team as a number one option? Yeah, we've never and, and seen that's that. the question. We haven't seen that with Kyrie either. Fair. And we only just saw that with Jimmy Butler this season. Brought him to the finals. Did an amazing job. My guy Jimmy. <laughs> um, but that being said, look, it's taken... If you look at the, the whole career, like, I'm being a GM. I'm like, what, what do I have? If I get the best shooter for... Because I feel like he should be able to sh- play until he's 40 or yeah, something. Yeah, like, he'll have a long career. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming he comes back from his ACL okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah me, me too. Well, let's say, even with a shooting ability, he'll be, he'll be playing at least, at least 30, yeah, just because he can shoot. Yeah. And that's where the league is right now. So with that kind of ability and the, the level he's been performing at, you know, since... Pretty much, I guess, since his like second or third year, being that elite kind of shooter, I think that's just over the course of the career can be viewed as more valuable than what Jimmy brought to the table. If you, yeah. if you look at his career so far, the first five years are kind of defensive specialists, a lot, a lot of development. Yeah. Clay obviously also developed, but I just feel like. Hey. He's a better. I think he's just a better glue guy. He's just a real safe pick. I, I love it. I, I love the pick. Yeah, like, I, I'm surprised, and I commend you for going there. <laughs> I didn't think that you were going to do it. <laughs> so congratulations. But it's a lot of thought. Like yeah. it was. It was a tough pick for me. I'll be honest. It's, it's hard to say no, my guy Jimmy. I mean, I'm wearing a Miami Heat jersey yeah. um, because of my guy Jimmy. Not yeah. that this is D Wade, obviously, but um, still, it's a tough pick. Are you surprised as I am, Michael, that that he didn't pick? His, his boy Jimmy Butler I thought Jimmy was a lock and if it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't Jimmy it was going to be Kyrie that's actually really shocked me yeah okay um, would you have had him at number two Clay. Jimmy Butler Clay no I had Clay at four really wow. okay no knock on wow. Clay but I think Golden State was as perfect a landing zone as he could have asked for yeah so I think like if you play his career out 20 times this is the absolute best career he has Really? I think the yeah. pairing with Steph Curry with Draymond Probably. Green, the system, it just suited him to a T. Yeah. So I'm like, and it's obviously hard to knock him on something that I haven't seen him do, 
but I can't see him going to a, like a shocking franchise like the Timberwolves and being as good a second option without like a Curry to play off. Mm. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. my thoughts. Yeah, look, I I originally when I was doing this list, I originally did have Clay at four. But he yeah, right. he crept up on my list because I just kept looking at his stats. I kept looking like he's the greatest shooter. Like I was comparing the defensive ability, like him and Jimmy Butler, you know, defensively, one and you know, pretty similar. I would say yeah. Jimmy probably gets a few more steals, but just locking a guy down. Mm. Clay Thompson switches out, incredible defender, does his job, and just the shooting sets him apart, Jimmy Butler. So instantly, I I put him above Jimmy myself personally, and then it was a decision between Kyrie and, and Clay, and and I could be swayed either way. I think Kyrie, like you said, he's probably can create his own shot a bit better. But in saying that, you know, who knows? We don't know with Clay because he hasn't had. He's always had Steph there. Mm. You got some baggage of Kyrie as well. That, like that's we, true. We, we and injury that, like, concerns. When we pick it, and injury concerns. And injury yeah, concerns. So that's, concerns that. so that's the event, is eventually why I, I end yeah. up with Clay over that. So to me, it was really this. The, it was either Jimmy or Clay. I always, I had kind of Kyrie as a lock for four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was pretty tough. But I feel like if you look at the career, as I, I was saying before, Clay, he's just going to perform for so long. He's he's a loyal guy as well. And the one knock against Jimmy, um, if you're a GM, is he kind of only fits a certain build of, of character. I mean, you saw what happened. You saw what happened to him and him and Cat and uh, Andrew Wiggins. He, he hasn't tolerated those kind of softies, man. I don't like, think that's a knock on. It's not a knock, Jimmy. but it's still another. It's a harder. It's a thing you have to think about when you bring him onto your team. Sure. Yeah. Clay also doesn't fare well in like the BPM and the win shares in that draft class. Yeah. Clay's 12th in win shares behind Davis Bertans already and hey, Scanter. Don't hate on my boy Davis <laughs> Bertans. <laughs> and then BPM, where is he? He's 13th in really? box plus minus for Korea. It's interesting. And especially if he's playing on a, a team like Golden he's State. He's playing on Golden State. Now, I'm not smart enough to know how that affects his actual numbers, but, you know, maybe because he's playing on the court a lot when, say, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on the bench and it's him and Draymond out there. Perhaps his numbers are being affected by that. Potentially. I don't know. But You'd think you'd think it would work the other way in the fact that they had such a good starting five that when he's off the court... I would think Potentially that. with the rotation he's been Look, yeah. I'm not but, smart enough to know. That's yeah. my, my point there. But, um, yeah, I, I think those three you could all put there. I think another reason... You might have Clay over over someone like a Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a a bit of a slow starter in his career. Yeah, took a little while to get going. You know, Clay, his first year, he's averaging twelve points, but then bang, he's mm-hmm. on to sixteen, eighteen, and yeah. then twenty plus for the rest of his mm-hmm. career. Incredibly consistent. And I think it was keep doing uh, that as well. Yeah, and, 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 and I don't see that dropping off. Yeah, um, he's had an unfortunate injury with the ACL, so who knows what happens there. Um, but. I think, yeah, like you said, he's going to have a long career. He's always going to have that that shot. Every single year, he shot over forty percent from three, which Every is year, just absolutely nuts. nuts yeah. Yeah. You know, from the get go, and and on big volume too. So shooting shooting yeah. lots of threes. Um, you can always have him out there on the on the court at the end of the games with his free throw percentage. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's not a bad pick by yeah. any means. It's, it's a safe pick. Well it's, done. It's well a good done, pick. Yeah, You it's, put it's, your bias aside. It's I'm a great so proud pick. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. There you go. All right, let's move on to Utah, the Utah Jazz with the third pick there on the clock. All right, well, I'd uh, originally had Jimmy Butler projected to be taken at two. <laughs> All right. Well, so you got to take it to steal and take this it is already. This has already messed up my uh, predictions. <laughs> You're in scramble mode. I also had Jimmy Butler at two. Yep. Um, so okay. I'll take him at three. Excellent. Okay. Um, 
he's but you're a hater though dude sure you're a hater (laughs) (laughs) prior to this bubble Jimmy Butler would not be going above Kyrie Irving but this has changed me this has changed me it's shown me he can one be a number one option Mm. on a winning team yeah and two he's like this whole Miami experiment has sort of initially had that sort of locker room almost toxicity to his name Mm. and that's been completely reversed and now he's like the locker room guy that everyone wants he's if you take out his first three years where he didn't start a game first year 8.6 points and then 13 points and then he got most improved in 14-15 when he jumped to 26-3 and which he basically has averaged since then I don't like see that as like a huge like waiting on him to I mean three years isn't bad and he's still relatively productive role player as is I mean Kawhi wouldn't have had a way different thing to that just started a bit higher Jimmy Butler's got all like bar Kawhi I think he's a better two way player than Clay Thompson I think defensively he can lead a team whereas Clay Thompson's a good one on one defender whereas Jimmy Butler can set I think I think what Jimmy has over Clay is the ability to play make a bit better. Yeah, mm. and and Clay doesn't really have that. Yeah, um, definitely. Which supports your point there. Mm. Um, but I don't know about two like because I like Clay's offense. Like he's got much more versatility in his offensive game in terms of just the, having that shot there just creates so much more. No, I feel like it's not against Jimmy. Like he can shoot. I feel like he can he? he can. He can't he, shoot three. He can't, he can't shoot like Clay, obviously. His, his Maybe three, he can't shoot threes. Like he barely hits one a game. He's a career thirty-three percent shooter. That's yeah, but you, you look at his stretch when he was actually. You look at say the three biggest points per game. So the fifteen all the way to twenty eighteen. Um, you look at those years. I mean, he had a thirty-six percent and thirty-five percent with a reasonable volume. So it's not like he can't shoot. Yeah. Look, but. You're comparing him to Clay Thompson, you know, and it's just the respect and the gravity that that shot generates, you know. Mm. If Clay Thompson's on the court, you're, oh, you, you, you have to go. You have him. to get out there, Jimmy. You can sort of you can hedge and you can get in there, and that that ch- that changes things in the offensive end of that mm. team. Mm. I want I want to point this thing out for you. If you look at if you look at Jimmy Butler stats, I want to draw your attention to one category: minutes played. Look, look, look at these minutes that he played in Chicago in his third season. 38.7, leading the league again the next year, 38.7. 37 minutes, 37 minutes, 37 minutes. And then the year after that in Minnesota, 37 minutes. Look, if, if, you're, if you're playing that many minutes <laughs> in consecutive years, you'd want, you'd want to be putting up some stats. You'd want to be putting up some yeah. stats. Yeah. And if I compare that to someone like Clay, Clay Thompson has more minutes played in the NBA. Yes, but if you look at the, yeah, the Jimmy, he's got a lot of kind of like little nagging. He yeah. plays a lot of like sixty. Look at his first season. He played he played forty two games at, yeah. at what was it eight minutes a game. That, so that's a write-off. That's yeah. a season that you can completely just take out pretty much. Mm. And that, I think that's the difference. But like, if you look at the minutes per game and the efficiency and the, the amount that Clay actually impacts the game in a shorter period of time, like the famous game, he scores 60, 60 points in three quarters. Yeah, oh, that game was ridiculous. Like that just that that solidifies to me that that I would just rather have a Clay Thompson on my team than than a Jimmy Butler. But look at for example this year's playoffs and especially the finals. Jimmy Butler averaged. 22, 6 and 6 basically mm. and 2 steals which aren't out like they're great stats but they're not outrageous. Yeah. they're not like LeBron level stats but he was still like the guy yes so in the, in the, the, impact, the impact you make on the team can go past statistical 
Yeah, I understand that. I think I think that's again. I, I I'll give a lot of credit to Eric Spolstra. Yeah, for he sure. had similar numbers in like a Minnesota team, and they were shit. You know? Yeah, and or, or uh, in, a Chicago, in a Chicago Bulls team that was led by Tom Thibodeau, and they didn't really go very far either. Mm-hmm. So I say the Timberwolves argument. I will, we'll talk about the Timberwolves that that year. That they were, I think they were fourth in the in the packed West when Jimmy goes down. And he does like something to his knee. He almost went for, he got like some minor surgery. He comes back like just before the playoffs and this wasn't 100%. And they dropped from fourth. This is like mid season. They dropped from fourth all the way to eighth, just scraped the eighth seed. And then obviously they get blown out with it like an injured Jimmy Butler. So but, that whole like, but and then after that he wants to leave and it's like, which is fair enough because he can beat these scrubs of, um, you know, third seed. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that famous quote. Are we really, were we really expecting that team, even when they were at the fourth seed, were we really expecting yeah, the team to do anything? They were a good team. They were a great team. But Jim. were we expecting them to be an actual contender? Like, well, I would have expected them to be the fourth seed and then maybe make the second round. I suppose it's getting destroyed in the eighth mm. with it, an injured it, it Jimmy reminds, Butler. It reminds me of like, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. Like, what did they yeah. get to the fourth seed? But yeah. we weren't expecting them to go anywhere, were we? Like, it's, it's, it might it's a make bit it difficult for someone in the first round. That's it. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And they did. Like, they brought it to seven. I really, I really think the system is is the change from this year, Jimmy Butler, and last mm. year, um, mm. which is you know, like that's fair enough, and but that, that is the GM. difference in a lot of players. You know, yeah. a lot of players that that makes a huge difference. I mean, so. look, I was watching a lot of those Philly games last season, and I knew that. Game time, you get, even playoffs. In the playoffs, you're going to Jimmy. He was putting up similar numbers to what he did in these playoffs. Last playoffs, he put up 19.4 points, six rebounds, five point two assists, which is pretty much the same. It's just um, three points less. I will, so, I will say this year in this Miami Heat team, if you swap Jimmy and Clay, I think they're not doing as well. Um, but I just don't think. Well, that was the next question I was going to ask. Yeah, my, Jimmy Butler can lead Miami to the finals as yeah. a number one option. Do you think Clay could lead a team to the finals as a number one option? No, probably not that team. Probably but not. Like, like he, you're no, a GM. He couldn't lead any team because he can't create his shot enough, and that's like. But maybe you develop that a bit more. Like he specialized. If he's paired, if he's paired with a good point guard or you know someone mm. like that, like I think I think if he's the one A option, I think because like if you make a this pick good. and you're like I need to make a team for Clay, he's my number one. Yeah. Could, it's, could, could it's a it's a different team than we've ever seen before. Really, mm-hmm. like it's. It's almost like a like a Reggie Miller Indiana kind of team that you're sort of building around a shooting a great guard, um, but it, it would have to be designed a certain kind of way, mm-hmm. which is a, probably maybe a bit more difficult than designing something around a Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on now. Cleveland, wow, things have they've come around. They're back on the <laughs> clock. The Cleveland are back on the clock here. And uh, looks like history is repeating itself, kind of. Maybe. But instead of instead of Tristan Thompson coming back, to <laughs> they've got Kyrie Irving. Here we go. So already straight off the bat, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. Here we go. Who, who gets number two? Who, who gets number two? Well, they both wear number two. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I think I think the guy who gets drafted first gets, Kawhi gets, gets number teams. number two. So I'll give that to my boy Kawhi. And, Kyrie can have his famous number 11 (laughs) (laughs) that I still regret buying to this day. (laughs) Um, But look, like, and like I said, we're going to do a few of these drafts and Cleveland, had they done all these right moves, man. I mean, but Kyrie Irving, I think the reason he slipped here, if there's probably two reasons, his, I'll say three reasons, actually his size and the fact that he's smaller than all these other guys. Um, the fact that he's had multiple injuries over multiple seasons, knees mm. and everything yeah. like that. And then also his ability to gel with his teammates. Now, say what you will, he had a rocky sort of relationship with the Celtics and, and um, but 
He made it work with LeBron in, in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, even though there was that, you know. But then he just wanted to leave it. He was like, I'm done. Get me out. I can and get why you want to, like, look. If you're going to get an all-star point guard, one of the best point guards in the league when he's healthy, and you're going to win a championship out of it, mm. I'm taking that with a fourth overall pick. And probably even the third overall pick. Like, that's that's worth it to me. Even if his career is shorter than someone like a Jim Butler or a, or a Clay, which, you know, who knows? With these injuries, maybe he comes good and it's all mm. good. Um, but... I think for for at that point of the draft, like that's that's great. You win a championship, like one of the best point guards in the league. Did you have uh, Kyrie at four? I had Kyrie at three. I had Jimmy Butler at four. Yeah, yeah I just, Jimmy Butler. Oh, that's disrespect, bro. I just think if you look at their career, Kyrie Irving was good from the get go. Now I know it took it took a little while for his. Um, he was also translate to win playing in terrible Cleveland teams. That Cleveland, uh, we we don't need to. We need to. We can't overstate. <laughs> <laughs> shit this Cleveland team was <laughs> like this Cleveland team was awful so, I mean, and like they didn't translate to winning teams until LeBron got there so I kind of look at the re- like empty stats well no I will say that they were all they were also awful at drafting players on top of that like next year I think was it the next year they got Dion Waiters on their team and yeah, have a good then they got Anthony Bennett like so they never improved from this team really no like Tristan Thompson was your second best player for a long time <laughs> Like and that's if that doesn't say anything about your team, then I'm sorry. <laughs> so of course he's going to win when LeBron gets there. But who's to say had they just been competently managed, he might have actually done something and, and made his way into the. What about the Andy Varejel? Big like yeah, that oh, big, like 14, 14 season or something crazy. Oh my gosh! If that's what I'm, you're trying I'm, to sell me on, Cal, I'm looking at that roster. It was it's absolutely trash. Like. Yeah, some of these start. Uh, could you call them starters? I don't even know what you could say. Ramen Sessions. Can you name another player out. outside of Tristan Thompson that's still in the league? Luke Walton Luke, was on uh, their roster <laughs> <laughs> as a player. As a player. Oh my lord! As a player, war number thirty-two that season. Luke there Walton. you go. So look, I'm not I'm not penalising too much the fact that he couldn't win before LeBron get there because who the fuck could really like. I don't think any of these guys, even Kawhi Leonard, really could do much with this team, especially early in their career. Yeah, um, you know, but he's blossomed. In, and you could argue that skill-wise, just take his dribbling ability, shooting ability, finishing at the rim. He is one of the most skilled point guards mm. ever, ever, yeah. all time. You know, you, you compare him to, to players like you know Steph might have a more range, but the, the ball handling is a bit there. Mm. Um, you know, players like Allen Iverson, he's a good yeah. comparison. Those small mm. sort of guards, he's one of the most skilled point guards you'll ever see. Um, and it's just you know as as good of a career as you could have asked for outside of the injuries, I could say. Yeah. Um, so. I think I it's would, a great pick at number four. Oh yeah, he couldn't drop past four. Yeah. It's a four. It's a four horse race. Yeah, let's well, be yeah. honest. So there's no disrespect to Kyrie going number four. Yep. Um, it's, it's a clear pick at that spot. Um, I will say I will maybe flip that same question I asked before. Can Kyrie take you to the finals? Let's not, not win the champion. T- take lead you to the finals like Jimmy did as your number one option. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think I have more belief over that than Clay. Yeah. Assuming that you're going to have uh, instead of Jimmy, like say you you trade Jimmy and Goran Dragic for Kyrie Irving and a comparable wing player who can defend. Yeah, I think I think that defensive wing is is really important. So mm. um, I think that team still makes it to the finals. Mm. Um, I feel like with the with the injuries as well. He's forgetting that Bam and Abayo's on that team, and and like I'm a I'm a huge fan of Bam, but like he he transforms that team into a championship team, really. Like that point center, able to switch out, 
guard players like Tatum, guard players like Kemba Walker. You know, he's he's in, like in terms of number two, though, because he's a clear number two. Yeah, I mean, but locking the, down Giannis, all those matchups that got you there. <clears throat> he's not the best number two though. Like in, you're talking like in the league perspective, you got Anthony Davis is obviously the best number two right now. Of course, yeah. you got. Paul George, I guess the jury's a bit out on him now. Well, <laughs> Redemption season next season. In that, in this specific road to the playoffs, the yeah. matchups, I think just were good for Bam to be that. So uh, yeah, I would argue Jimmy and Bam almost had equal importance to the team. Yeah, leading up to the finals. In the finals, Jimmy, the final, of course, Jimmy was. But Bam amazing. was obviously injured in the finals. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not one hundred percent. But like the Bucks series, he'd get blown out if they have a different second option to Bam. Instead, like he was yeah. so. Oh, uh, he was very important against Giannis. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Like we're all, we've all been swayed by Jimmy's last, like those two games in the playoffs where he. I was always in the Jimmy bandwagon, baby. But, but leading <laughs> up to that point, <laughs> leading up to that point, you know, he was averaging what like nineteen a well, game. What about what about game one against Milwaukee when he dropped forty on them? Sure, oh, he has good games. Yeah, he had a third. Yeah, but even that that averaged it out, it was nineteen points a game up until that finals series. So, mm. I think if you yeah. put Kyrie Irving on that team instead of a nineteen point per game Jimmy Butler, who is playing good defense and doing some good things but I still think that that team makes the finals yeah but okay. close, close. I, I feel like another knock against Kyrie so we've been pretty positive we did kind of touch on it before the whole I feel like if I'm a GM and, he, and I draft him it's like do I have this guy for like five years or something and he's just going to fuck off somewhere else He's going to be restless. He's hey, going to complain all the but time. But in this team, I've got Kawhi Leonard on my team, and I'm fucking. I'm a franchise right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dynasty waiting to waiting to happen. So on this team, I'm not. I'm not worried to, to worry about that. Him and Kawhi would get on fine. Actually, they're two two weird dudes. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't bother each other. Yeah. Well, Kawhi's a pretty fun guy, though. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a fun guy. All right, let's let's move on. So we got a bit of a drop off now. Um, we'll go a bit quicker on these picks now. So Toronto Raptors are now on the clock. Okay. With the fifth pick in the 2011 do-over draft, I will have to take the safe bet with Kemba Walker. Kemba yeah. Walker. Good yeah. pick. Solid pick. Contributes. Um, can really play with anyone. Um, bit defensively limited. But, I mean, look, the past five seasons, he's averaged over 20 points a game, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, even his efficiency isn't that bad either. I mean, there was a few seasons he's going Above fifty percent field goal, which is a more effective um, field goal, which is pretty, pretty, pretty good for a point guard. Um, Rack up point guard, yeah. He is pretty small. Yeah. That, that's a bit of a knock. And as, yeah, look, defensively limited, hundred percent. You have to consider that as the GM um, when you take him. You have to definitely kind of get some good big long wings to to go with him. Is he a number one option? Um, he can be. You're not going to win if you have a number one option. Let's face it. Um, he, a good, I reckon he's a good number two option in his prime. Yep. If you, uh, this is one argument I put up for Kemba before, and this is when we were blessed to see the uh, the Boomers, that is the Australian team, beat USA. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, and and Kemba was one of the big players on that USA team. Yeah, hundred percent. And one argument I put up for him was if you switch him and Kyrie around um, on that Cleveland team, so you put him with LeBron James. I reckon they still win a championship. Yeah. I reckon they still do that. 100%. And then, look, Kemba's completely different. He's a champion. Who knows what people are saying about him. So, as a GM, that's the ceiling I see. Um, obviously, it's hard to get LeBron James to go with him. But if you get someone else to compliment him, if you make him your number two, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, he obviously arrives there before Kyle Lowry does. So, and, you know, like... 
Kyle Lowry, Campbell Walker. Like, I think similar you're sort player. of you're looking at someone quite similar there. So, Toronto end up winning a championship. So, <laughs> I think that's pretty solid. I also find I like that Kyrie Irving and Campbell Walker went back to back in this draft. <laughs> Just from the Celtics fan in me and the, the poetry there. Um, so. I can't, I can't fault the pick. I think he's a clear number five guy there. I think from those top four, it's a bit of a drop-off, but definitely Kemba Walker. I, I couldn't yeah, argue. I think there's a drop-off after two. this too. It's kind of like you have your four four man. Well, really, number one's pretty clear. Yeah. And you got three, three. men battling for that too. Five, five's pretty pretty cruisy. Yeah. you got to go Kemba here. Do you have someone different, Mike? No, you have to take Kemba. First in games, first in minutes, first in points, first in assists. He he dominates the draft class. Oh, is, that, is that cumulative? Good like, yeah, that. Total, yeah. Not, total. Not per game? He's yeah. second in points per game and assists. Yeah. So, um, on your Kyrie Irving comp, I don't know about that one. I don't see Kemba putting up 41 points in game four to keep their season alive. Yeah, I might, <laughs> I might push back on that a little bit too, Cal. Like, I just, yeah. Yeah, but look, maybe, maybe the argument is he's had pretty good, like... Historically, he's not very like injury prone as opposed to Kyrie. Sure. That that first ring that Golden State won was purely because K Love's out, Kyrie goes down. That's a good point. That's a good point. If, if so. Kem- even let's say Ka- they had Kemba Love, Kemba Love's gone, and it's just Kemba and LeBron. Yeah, maybe. I reckon they win it. That so season. you're not necessarily arguing the one that they did win, but the one they didn't win because Kyrie was injured. Yeah, like yeah. that because he's injury prone, and, and I don't think that Kemba necessarily has that. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. I I, I can't fault you there. Um, let's let's move on to the number six pick. Uh, so Washington being picked by Michael. Uh, yeah, so you said there's a bit of a drop off. I think there's still a couple good players in this. <laughs> there's draft. still an all star out there. Yeah, I'm gonna Several. take I'm gonna take my all star Nikola Vucevic. Ooh, oh, okay. I was considering Tobias Harris. I don't have much interest in drafting Isaiah Thomas. How um, dare you? Isaiah Thomas is a <laughs> Celtic hero. <laughs> I think Vucevic should be a really good uh, comp for John Wall at the Wizards. I think yeah. peak John yeah. Wall was being effective in pick and roll with Marching Gortop. So I can't... Like, Vucevic is just plus on that. He's a career double-double guy. He's made an all-star team. He's evolved his game as the NBA has evolved. So I can't see him sort of dying out anytime soon. He's the best big by a decent margin in this draft. I think it was a pretty clear pick. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I, I love Mr. Vooch. I think he's mm. he's like the like you said, he's evolved his game and he's turned himself into this modern day big man and he'll be around for a little while. Um, the ability to shoot, like even if just you point at the most recent playoffs, Orlando had no business beating Milwaukee in in a game in yeah. his playoffs and yet they did it on the back of Nikola Vucevic just raining in threes yeah, he's a good player taking, taking them to school so mm. um, I think yeah I think I think the gap between him and Kemba is closer than Vucevic to the next player in yeah. my opinion yeah. yeah I think I think this is this is like a two man you could I still pick Kemba every, every sort of time but I think it's not too it's far. a conversation yeah 100% basically. if you if you want a big I like the point team. that you brought up about John Wall with um I reckon that'd be such a good combo. Him and Vucevic would have been be a, a great pair. Like, yeah, 100%. as you said, like yeah, Jamal and Gortat, they were like one of the best like pick and rolls in the league for years. You change that to Vuce, who can actually pick and pop as well. Yeah, that's huge, I love and it. that would help Jamal a lot more. That would make Jamal even better. Mm. So, great pairing as a GM. For uh, the Wizards, yep. I think that's a great pick. I think it's a win-win. You get the best player available and you get yeah. the best pair. So yeah. I'm uh, looking for a job, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you probably can't do worse than what they've done so far. <laughs> so, all right, we'll move on to Sacramento. 
Now, now this this pick was actually originally traded to the Charlotte Bobcats at the time, and they selected Bismack Biombo at the time. So. Um, I'm going to venture out and say that he won't be appearing on any of our lists. Oh, hey, don't, <laughs> don't, don't rule it out yet. <laughs> well, all right, we never, we never know. But um, my pick here, I, I had two guys that I was deciding between. And um, I've ended, got, ended up going with uh, Tobias Harris at this at this point here. Yeah. I nearly picked Isaiah Thomas. I, I was nearly voting with my, my heart here. But I just think that I'm probably going to get more good years out of Tobias Harris just due to his size. Um in saying that, he's he's sort of bounced around the league a bit, Tobias Harris. He's he's gone to several different situations. So a lot of teams, I mean, so was Kemba, uh, what's his name, uh, Isaiah Thomas a little bit, but probably doesn't bode well to his sort of career accolades and things like that. But you know, he's he's a decent outside shooter. He's a decent rebounder for his position. Outside of that, you know, not the best defender. Can't really play make, but at least he's going to give me. You know, some uh, a twenty-point scorer or thereabouts for multiple years. So, um, someone who is not awful at defending, um, who I can just plug and play there. And, and like I said, Sacramento. I think I don't want to redo the uh, the Isaiah Thomas and no. Boogie Boogie Cousins <laughs> pairing again. So, know <laughs> how that goes. Let's 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 try something different. Spice it up and, and let's give me give me Toby. What do you guys reckon? You'd be yeah, able it's to a fair pick. Um, I, I would have done the same. It, it, as you said, it's been him, between him and Isaiah. Um, there's an argument that Isaiah's kind of um, his peak is his better. Ceiling, oh, yeah. for sure. His 100%. peak. Because, uh, I mean, he was putting put up way more points. Um, but Toby, he's got obviously a bit more on the defensive end. Isaiah's incredibly limited on that end. Um, Toby's one of the rare guys who um, didn't quite get it, but it was very, very close to get the old 50 40 90 club. Oh yeah, so that, that's worth reference. So very efficient from the field. So great person to have with an open shot. Can kind of fit in with a lot of other players. And um, the the Philadelphia 76ers actually chose him over Jimmy Butler as well. So <laughs> maybe maybe there's something to that. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's he's better than Jimmy Butler. So we just haven't seen. Maybe him yet. that's definitely not true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not being serious. He's about to break out. If anyone can't, anyone doesn't get Australian sarcasm. <laughs> I don't actually mean that. But um, yeah, I, I think that's just a solid pick. And I know. Yeah, Sacramento. We've had some had some rough picks. They've been they seem to have this seventh pick or eighth pick every single fucking year. So yeah, mm. I don't think this is the one that's going to push them over the edge. But you know, <laughs> it'll probably get them closer towards the the it's goal. A good asset. You could trade for Blake Griffin for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blake Griffin and Boogie Cousins. What could go there wrong? We go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the next pick. Picked by Callum and Detroit Pistons are on the clock. Right. I touched on it before. It's got to be Isaiah Thomas. My boy. I think the peak of Isaiah, that incredible season that he had, led um, a team to the Eastern Conference Finals, yep. which uh, Toby Harris hasn't done any time recently. Or I don't think he's going to do that in the future, is he? I, Isaiah Thomas holds a special place in my heart for that season. He <laughs> he was that one season was absolutely incredible. Mm. So if I could just capture that one season, <laughs> just, just hold that and just replay it, then 100%. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean the kid's five foot nine. Oh. You, you just see him play, and it's just an inspiration to us all. A hundred percent. And as a GM, I want to just pump my fans up. Yeah. I want to make sure that they're happy watching someone. Like, if he can do it, you can. He can sell tickets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what you want at the the number eight pick here. And mm. look, let's let's read out this this 
this season's stats, that his peak season, 28.9, 29 points a game, basically, six assists. Don't look at the, the less than one steals and point two blocks and, you know, three <laughs> rebounds. Don't worry about that. But this guy just... <laughs> so he's there for. It put the team on the back. Three threes a game, shooting at 38%. You know, just an absolute baller. Um, a gutsy effort. He was an all-star that year and the year before, both in Boston. Um, in the playoffs, took us on his back, basically, after his sister tragically passed away as well. Mm. You know, was just playing like a man possessed. And basically... Yeah, was one of the reasons that we've got that continuation um, um, free throw rule now that, you know, guys are coming off the pick and rolls and they just start jumping into the shot and throwing the ball up. He was the guy that sort of started that. They were just getting <laughs> multiple free throws a game. So, you know, good on you, Isaiah. Um, shot 91% from the free throw line oh, in that season, 100%. in that 29-point season. And at eight and a half attempts, it's eight and half attempts. attempts a game. That's very efficient scoring. That's that's efficiency one on one right there. Analytics would love that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, and then he and then he had his hip injury. You know, which was downplayed yeah. and brilliant move by the Celtics to trade him when they sort of knew what was going on. But yeah, I mean, had he not had that hip injury, who knows? Like maybe he had a couple more of those seasons in him. Yeah, if you run it back. Do you reckon this is one of the kind of top-tier Isaiah Thomas seasons that we, we would have had? Do you reckon it could be better from a GM's point of view? If I just re- run it back, could oh, I get You more mean in, in Detroit yeah. versus what he had in his career? Look, well, he started in Sacramento, so you can't get much worse than that. So like, <laughs> I think Detroit is at least a step above that. But are they a step above, you know, someone like Boston? No. I don't think he reaches the peak unless he goes to like a Brad Stevens team. Mm. But he's definitely better. And keep in mind, like, in the Sacramento team, he did average 20 points a game and six assists. Like, he was solid in that team. Um, I think that team had three 20-point-per-game scorers in Rudy Gay and, and DeMarcus Cousins. So he was putting up numbers. Um, well, what about – here's an interesting aspect to try here. Obviously, he's five foot nine. We touched on that. Yeah. Maybe he gets a bit too cocky now. Now he's the eighth pick. He doesn't have that thing in his veins. Be like, I'm the 60th pick. Yeah, I'm the last true. pick in this draft. I'm going to prove myself. Yeah, <laughs> true. Will that something. change something? Maybe. Yeah. His 60th pick little man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loses that chip. Maybe we get cocky when he's on the eighth pick. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, it's, it's something we As a GM, to... I'm going to bank on the 29-point season. I reckon he can replicate that. Yeah. So. You shoot for the stars at that point. Yeah. All the big names off the table. He's still a big name. He's an all-star. Let's not forget yeah, that. Two-time all-star. Two-time all-star. Yeah, you could you could make an argument that in terms of peak, he's probably had the second highest peak out of all the players in this draft. He he's had a higher peak than Kemba Walker for sure. Yeah, um, I, I think like that season, like he finished what third in MVP. Kyrie's never been in that conversation. Jimmy Butler's never been in that conversation. Was he really that high third? In I MVP? think he finished third in MVP voting. Yeah, that wow, year. I I do remember just loving. It was a huge <laughs> season. They had a lot of wins. I think they would have been first in the conference. Yeah. Surely it was oh. a good year to be a Celtics fan that year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move on. To the, here's, here's another bit of a drop-off I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here, but um, we're moving on to the Charlotte, then Bobcats. Uh, with the Bobcats, I think it's not as big a drop-off as you think. I'm going to take Jonas Valanciunas. Really? Okay. Um, I have something different here, but you, you talk I have something different too. That's you right. pick Jonas and Sellers. That's a good pick. Originally, originally, I had Bojan at nine. Here's the guy I've got. That's why. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> then I was going through all the stats, the advanced metric, the win shares. Jonas is three. Is third in the class in win share. In box plus minus, he's uh, no, he's not good in box plus minus. And then he's tenth in VORP, which is basically your value in comparison to an average yep. NBA player. 
He, the analytics do, does like him. First in career field goal for the season, uh, for the for the draft class, and third in total rebounds. And he's getting better. He's coming up. Well, he sort of had a weird year this year, but the prior year we broke out and had, I think, 20 and 8 or 19 and 8. He's actually turning into a decently valuable commodity in the NBA, and I think he's got at least two or three more productive years. Here's what I'll count you with that with those analytics. He's he, he does that in limited time against bench players, yeah. and he's he's come off the bench in most of the seasons, especially in Toronto. I, I remember as a fantasy owner, I was I was always waiting for that Jonas Valanciunas breakout season where he's going to play <laughs> he's going to play 32 minutes a night and put up these insane stats, but it just never came because he just wasn't he wasn't the kind of player that's going to start and play big minutes he's he's sort of almost like that Boban Majanovic kind of vibe where he'll come on and uh, he's a bit better he's, he's a better, better. He's, he's a better he is better he's better and he's, he's able to stay there for longer mm. but it, it, it's, he's that impact of the bench like yeah. that kind of uh, Montrez Harrell kind of kind of vibe where he'll come in put up big stats against a secondary team and then come back and sit on the bench so that's why that's why I end up sliding down he still he still started a fair bit uh, I reckon it, as a GM maybe Michael on the scattering report was like you know what maybe he's been underutilized throughout his career maybe he's only been why is it he's been playing 25 minutes a game for most of these seasons yeah, if I fair. scratch from up to 32 maybe we got a, some rings coming my way yeah, is that, does that sound I right mean, Michael yeah that's that's how I was looking at it. Thank you, <laughs> I mean look at that when he got traded to Memphis he started 17 of the 19 games played 27 minutes a game and put up 20 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, shooting 54% field goal. Big yeah. season. Well, the and, and 1.6 blocks. No, Memphis that, did not make playoffs. In Memphis, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and if you look at his per 36 minutes, like this guy's putting up, in one year, per 36, he would have put up 25 and 14 rebounds. Like, huge. Those are huge numbers, 1.7 blocks. Like, he's a per minute beast. But, but yeah, yeah, I don't think his game lends to winning basketball. Yeah. But I think, like, once you get to this stage of the draft... Uh, I'll take a valuable player. Maybe I trade him. Yeah, yeah, but he, he impacted a good Toronto winning. Like they won a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he can he can show that he's been like a more than useful role player in the NBA. Um, yeah. And I think, and you have to wait on Bogdanovich, which is another thing. Where it's a good point. Tuna straight away. That's a good point. And I know yeah. you're you're in the win now mode when you're yeah. in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan's Michael keen. Jordan is putting a lot of pressure on. Yep. He's, he's keen to get into those playoffs and get knocked out in four games. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks on the draft there. So I, I actually was trying to figure out where the Milwaukee Bucks were at this point. And, and that's back in the day where they had, that, they had Big Andrew Bogut at this point. So Big uh, Bogut? Oh, okay. Yeah. Did they have Larry on the roster yet? Big Larry Sanders? I think he came... Well, yeah, he, might, later. He, he might be on the roster there, but he, he, might, or he might have come this year or a year after. But this was the year before Bogut got injured and then next uh, year. Yeah, you know, they had Jennings and Ellis were actually an exciting backcourt at this point the, as well. They, <laughs> led them to the eighth seed. That, on a losing that, comes a, that comes a couple of years later um, when they trade Bogut to... Um, where did he go? Golden State. Um, I think it was after this season. So for that reason, I originally had Bojan going before, so I wasn't going to even take Valanciunas at that point. But Ooh. since Bojan has fallen down to me, he's going to be my pick. Bojan mm-hmm. Bogdanovic. And I know I'm going to have to wait, but that's okay. I think I'm getting a good player who's going to be um, good for a long time. He's had his best season this last season, coming off 20 points a game in Utah. 20 points a game. Um, which is, yeah, that's, that's a big season. And he's sort of... He's almost like a small forward, power forward now in today's mm. NBA. Um, I think back then he definitely would have been considered, considered a wing, but now he's sort of playing that stretch four position now. Um, but I think just a good good shooter, someone who can stretch the floor and 
that's really valuable in today's NBA. Super efficient. Let's touch on um, these stats here. M- mainly this last season, 20 points a game is pretty huge. Yeah. He shot 48% from the field, 41% from three, and 90% from the yeah. free throw line. Yeah. So Crazy he's numbers. very close to that 50-49 club again. So very efficient, compliments to the players of his shooting. Um, can get a bucket too. He can actually create his own shot a bit. He's got a post game. Yeah. He's got a post fader. Yeah. I remember that uh, Indiana Cavs series. He was like the strong second option. I think he put up like 17, 18 points in that series. Yeah, I think he let one slip there, Mike. Yeah, letting letting Bojan come to me. So yeah. I think he's got a few good more years too. Like give him oh, maybe three more good seasons. So. Yeah. So, um, what? How old is he now? I think he's thirty now. Yeah. Oh, age, age thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'd give him another couple more more years where he's playing at a solid level, and then he'll probably start to tail off. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with that at the. Uh, at the 10th pick, let's uh, let's move on to Golden State. So, they originally slept to Clay Thompson. They're on the clock now. Cal, you're up. All right. Here's where we get a bit dicey. <laughs> it, it, it does kind of fall off a cliff here. So, there's a few picks. It's pretty tough to really select one of them. Um, but I'm going to take... Nikola Miritic. Oi, Nikola. Nikola. I think it's a smart pick. Great shooter. Um, is a great fit for a few other players in this league. If you get him, maybe you can bring in, I don't know, Giannis along later on. Compliments each other perfectly. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's a great kind of like, you know, third, fourth option. Well, let's go maybe a fourth option, I feel like, on a championship team. Yep. Third option's maybe a bit of a stretch. You'd probably be a reasonable team, playoff team, if it's your third, but... If it's your fourth option, I think you're doing pretty well. Um, and then I understand he just wanted to go back home. This, he was getting some contracts from heaps of places in the NBA, but he just wanted to go back home. This, this is what I like about the pick here, Cal. I think if um, he's playing on the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, you get Andrew Berger coming in, you know, maybe Kevin Durant still comes across. I bet you any money he doesn't want to go back to Europe if he's playing on that team yeah. <laughs> and winning championships. Yeah, but like, let's. I mean, this is where they took Clay Thompson in the yes, original draft. So there's yeah. no Clay Thompson. You get yeah. Nikola Mirotic instead of Clay Thompson. You get some shooting there. That's still a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> I, think they're still, Clay I think they're still going to potentially win an NBA championship. No, they're not. No, come on. That's, you're disrespecting Clay now. <laughs> yeah, look, maybe they need Kevin Durant to come across a year. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, if you had Durant, yeah. yeah. But I'm talking that original yeah. Golden State team. The OG team, not, not the snake in the grass, yeah. Kevin Hey, maybe they keep Monte Ellis in this scenario. Maybe maybe yeah. you've got a Steph Curry, Monte, Great. Nikola Miritic, and Draymond. Great you defensive know, team. That's, 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 about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you still get um, Iggy coming across. I think that's a that's a contending team. Mm. Contender. Don't forget, Contender. Monte Ellis was he was a he was a walking bucket. People were booing Golden State when they traded him at the time. Yeah, yeah. So empty stats though. Yeah, it's not winning basketball. He still still was a bucket though. That's true. <laughs> they're not stopping anyone, but they're scoring, baby. They're scoring. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, let's let's move on to the next one. We'll wrap up these last few because, like I said, I think it starts to drop off. We'll put uh, Michael with Utah on the clock, mate. Uh, I put it off for a long time, but I'm gonna have to take my boy Ennis Cantor with the. Uh, <laughs> what you take Cantor? Ennis Cantor. He wasn't on my board. Oh, he wasn't even on my board. I think this is the first time. Yeah, I don't have him in my top fourteen here. <laughs> originally, originally he wasn't, and then I looked at his stats, and they're like impressive. <laughs> oh my god, he got really. He good started at Utah stuff. for a year, few years, didn't he? Dropped yeah, it. 
Drafted at number three in the original draft, by the way. Can we just highlight that? I was I was reading some of the reviews and they were hot on Ennis Cantor. So Utah Utah drafted him at number three and you've got him coming back to Utah again. So history repeats itself. Yeah, I mean it worked so great the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? I mean this this Utah team actually was a young team that. They've got some young players on there that turn into decent players. You know, Gordon Hay was on the team at this yeah. time. I think they had they still had that Paul Millsap. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I think personally, I would have gone with a point guard at this point because they didn't have a strong point guard at the time um, on that roster just yet. I think they originally did Alec Burks at this spot, so I think you could have upgraded there. Well, in this scenario, they've ended up with Jimmy Butler, so someone that can run the offense a little bit there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said last time, you're not going to get a great player here, but Cantor, when he's got the right role, which I'll say that OKC season, I think it was 15-16 off the top of my head, where he was that basically sixth-man center coming on for some offense. He averaged 18-11 and 11 or something relatively impressive. You love your big guys putting up empty stats, hey? Him and, well, him and Jonas. No, no, that, that wasn't that, that was necessarily empty. Winning basketball. They still made the playoffs that season, and he was uh, like a a big part of it. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, maybe I'm just scarred by having watching Ennis Cantor guard pick and rolls in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I think he's, he's definitely dropped off a cliff in the last couple of years. Yeah. But he has a role in the NBA. You're not going to get a starter at this point. Yeah. I don't see any of the available players as starters yeah. anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, he's a walking double-double. He's a great offensive player. Maybe someone can teach him how to defend in Utah. You've ruined my pick here because because I originally had Reggie Jackson going to the Utah Jazz at this Reggie? point. Because I didn't have Reggie Jackson. Reggie had, he had some good years at the OKC and, you know, yeah. playing alongside Jimmy Butler and Gordon Hayward. Like, he's a good complimentary guard piece there. I mean, that's just guard empty stats. That's Ennis Cantor for him. <laughs> he, was, he was putting up numbers when he was playing alongside Westbrook and Durant and things like that. Sure. And, um, yeah. But, like you said, not, not going to get much at this point in the draft. No. Nah. Um, did you have someone else at this point, Cal? Um, I, I think it's a fair pick. I, I don't mind it. Um, you, you go back to... I actually didn't have my on my draft board at all. Yeah, neither did I. But if you look at... I mean, I'm not going to knock it. He did affect winning basketball at OKC team. And if you look back at the, I mean they, they were up three one against Golden State. That was that was Enos Kansas team. Was no. it? <laughs> that was his. That was his. Yeah, that was all of him. All right. Uh, let's move on to the second last pick in this redraft, the Phoenix Suns. Now, uh, you stuffed up my pick here because I, I I didn't have Red Jackson on the board, but I'm probably not going to go him because at this point the Suns did have Goran Dragic, the Dragon. Coming in there, I think. Did they still have Steve they Nash? They had Steve Nash. Though. They still have Steve Nash on the team, so I think it was the last year they had Steve Nash. So, gonna really yeah. test your GM skills. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I think this team is looking at, at tanking for a little while. Sure. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna play the long game, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna stash this pick. Yeah. I'm Ooh. going I'm going Davis Batan. So this <laughs> oh, pick here. Take I'm getting myself oh, a, a shooter. <laughs> I'm, I'm foreseeing the future. This the league's going oh just shooting, shooting, shooting. A nine know? year grind. A nine year grind, and and then and I'm getting Davis in here. Just a <laughs> laser. How, how long do you have to wait for Davis? So he, he ends years. up coming in in 2016. So oh, five years. Five years. <laughs> it's not like he's that great either when he comes. <laughs> he, he did average four points that first year. <laughs> yeah, but the it's wait, a long stash. The wait is worth it. This last year, he's averaged <laughs> for 15, one season fifteen points. Uh, fifteen points per game, shooting eight point seven threes a game. If analytics, if I'm an oh, analytic, they love, they love them. You know, shooting forty two point four percent. That's 
That's he's a great three point shooter. Yeah. So. You know, on a team with him and Dragon, I don't have to worry about defense. I'm going to get more draft picks in the next year. That's my game plan. I'm, I'm trusting the process with this pick. I like it. I don't um, like it. I, I'll be honest, I don't like it. I think he's better players. <laughs> I'm sorry. But he's had one good season. I didn't, I didn't want to repeat the, the Morris the Morris situation. Uh, let me let me try. Something At least you get like a reasonable player. Morris is he just he just want a ring. Marquee. Nah, who would, oh, you're taking Marquise Morris. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying like. Well, who did you have here? Did you have someone else? I didn't have him. Um, I, I had Mark Keith and Marcus above him. Yuck. Yeah, gross. because they're actually contributing, I think, more to a team <laughs> over the course of like. Yeah, I want someone yes. who, who fits in with the the rock, the, the the locker room. You know, gels with the other players. Yeah. Sounds like you're probably not going to like my next pick. Then I, I think you're going to hate my next pick. All right, well, that, that's what I'll, I'll, I won't say too much more on that, but Dallas Bertans coming in hot five years later. <laughs> Outrageous. All right, let's move on to the last pick of this redraft, um, the Houston Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got here, Cal? All right, there's a lot of good options on the board. Yeah, now yeah, that, you, now that you've left options. me more options after that. <laughs> there are some great options. Just to, I'll throw some names out there. I think it's, yeah. it's good who, to who know what options from? we do have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got both of the Morris twins. Yep. Which whichever one I'd prefer potentially. Yep. Yeah. Good players there. They should stay undrafted. Um, no, look. I mean, look, Marky just won a ring, and he contributed in the finals. I'm, I want to pick someone that contributes to winning basketball. I'll make that very clear. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, Corey Joseph, I'll throw in the air. Great player. Yeah. yeah. He, Great he's, player. He's on the option. Yeah. He, he, if I need a, a backup point guard, he's first in my first. I'm calling up. Corey Joseph. He can come off my bench and he can be contribute to winning basketball. I, 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 can, I can imagine a world where Corey Joseph is my backup point guard and I win a, win a championship. You know, th- yeah. that's what I need at this point in the draft. It's the 14th pick. Cut shit, Carl. Who are you picking? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a... I'll break, break down my pick. Yeah. I haven't released a name yet. Please do. I'm going to pick... If, I, if it's who I think it is. Kenneth Fareed is who oh, I'm going to pick. Oh, no. Kenneth Fareed. Oh, yes. What? I would have rather you say Chandler Parsons at this point. Like, no, yeah. I think, I'm not picking Chandler Parsons. That man <laughs> Kenneth can't Fareed. stay healthy. How is Kenneth Fareed contributing to winning basketball? Um, Please explain this to me. And you're not picking you're picking him over the Morris Twins? Yes. Tristan Thompson's I, I championship? Think, I think his peak is better than any of those players. I'm going, even, I'm going at the peak. He was the super athletic, absolute hustle player, energy player, if you put him in the NBA now, he's your center, and he just rolls and goes to the rim. He had some big seats. Look, I'll, I'll, let me throw some stats out there. 13 and 9. Whoa. For like three years. That's, That's pretty good. How <laughs> was I getting crap for Ennis Cantor? And then I'd much rather... 39, one steal, one block again. Not wow. quite, you know, point nine, point nine. <laughs> but... That's as close as you can get to one-on-one. <laughs> Look, I, I'd rather I'd rather Tristan Thompson. 55% field goal. At that goal. point, I'd rather the Morris Twins. Yeah, I, I, had, I had Thompson at 14. Yep. I'd rather, you know, Chandler Parsons, the, the, the playboy himself. I, I could be talking to Thompson. I could be. <sighs> Look. But I still think the ceiling, like, I think his peak is better. It was a better peak. His peak was legit. That's just gross. He was asked to do more, but Thompson has done exactly what you said you valued in contribute to winning basketball. He was an important yeah, role player. I could be persuaded to, to Thompson. He's, he he doesn't defend. Like, I know you, you, you're trying to sell him on nearly a block. <laughs> 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 nearly a steal a game, but if he, he actually just doesn't. Oh, actually, no, look, okay, I take it back. The 12-13 um, no, season, he did average one block on one steal. I take oh, it back. He did go. Oh, my God. He did achieve that feat. I will I will let the listeners know that in our in our pre-sort of 
podcast meeting on our run sheet, I, I did list the notable draftees in this class, and I did not list Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I did not list Kevin Reed in that list. So. Wrongfully, disrespectfully, <laughs> didn't list Kevin. You've Reed. gone completely off book. He played for Team USA. And was a great in that role, and that's one of the other arguments I'll say. If you put him with good players, I see what, I see what you're doing here. Great player, you're doing you're doing what I did, and you're you're, you're gathering assets. You're trying to <laughs> get some assets. You're trying to go into that that higher draft pick next year. You're, you're, you're tanking for Anthony Davis. That's right. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. I think I think he could be a six man of the year. Play him off bench, energy player. Play him like 25 minutes off the bench. Just like he is literally like Montrez Harrell. He's Except like not exactly. as good. He's very similar. <laughs> very similar player. I think we need to go home and watch some Kenneth Farid yeah. highlights. He hasn't <laughs> been in the big, league for a little dunks. while. He's just big dunks got to re-familiarize The Manimal. Flashback to the Manimal. Oh. Great nickname. <laughs> Great nickname. If we're drafting on nickname, he's right up there. Before we lose all credibility, I'm going to wrap, wrap up the podcast there. Um, for anyone who is listening on uh, YouTube, please hit subscribe, like the video, hit that little bell there so you know when we're, we're popping up some videos. We're going to throw heaps of content up this off season um, and if you want to listen, listen to us on the podcast we're on Spotify Apple Podcasts um, wherever you get your podcasts we'll be there um, and we'll catch you next time with some exciting content I, I would just say before before we say goodbye to our listeners I just want to know Jimmy Butler I know you're out there and listening um, I was kidding about this podcast I want to take you number one you're better than Kawhi Leonard thank you <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks see ya